Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. For this episode, we will be discussing the official trailer for the 60th anniversary Doctor Who specials. I got that out without pausing for breath. <laughs> now, before I get into introducing my special guest for this episode, I've got some parish council business. This is UK only I'm afraid so apologies for my international listeners. Somerset Films BFI Film Academy Short Course is running for its 12th year. You do not need to be studying media to apply. The application deadline is midnight on Sunday the 1st of October 2023 and this is open to young people aged between 16 and 19 years old who are based in the West Somerset area. You can find the application at somersetfilm.com forward slash BFI. All you need to apply for this opportunity is to be aged between 16 to 19 years old with an interest in pursuing your passion for film and seeing where it can take you. Now, when it comes to discussing all things Doctor Who, I am, of course, joined by a very special guest. A Night's Yourself special guest. Hello, it's me, Tamsin's mum. Hello, Tamsin's mum. It's nice to have you back. Nice to be here. Finally, the official trailer was dropped, the full-length one. Not any piddly little teasers. We got the full... The whole thing. The shebang. Yep. However, I'm going to say, still no release date. What's the deal with that? <laughs> you would have thought that it was the perfect time to just let us know when it's coming out. Yeah, it's got to be scheduled, hasn't it? Do I need to clear some time in the diary? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody will know. <laughs> It'll probably be like half an hour before it comes on air. I'm assuming that it's going to drop the last week of November. Really? Well, because that's the anniversary of... Doctor oh, Who. Right, yeah. mm. But I mean, if it's dropping Carnival Weekend, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Do not accept a podcast. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You know that, don't you? Oh, I know. I can't see that happening. But anyway. Well, no, they might because for us it's Carnival, but for the rest of the country it's Gunpowder, you know, uh, Bonfire Night. It's Gunpowder Night! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like. There's no significance for that day to Doctor Fireworks. Who. No, there's no. <laughs> no, but there's no significance to that date to Doctor Who. No, no, I see. There's a significance for the country, but not to to Doctor Who. No, quite. No. So, I just, I I think it will be the last week of November. So clear clear your diaries. For let's hope it's a Saturday and not a Sunday. I'm so sick of Doctor Who being on a Sunday. Just does not work for me. No, for me, it's always been on a Saturday. It should remain on a Saturday, and 
you know, moving it about has been the death knell always for Doctor Who. I completely agree. Though I would actually say moving any show about is the death knell Mm. for a series because it means that, you know, we live in a time where you can just record these things. Exactly. But it still means that there's like a lack of lack of care, lack of trust in the show from the people who are actually producing it and putting it out. And it probably means that it won't get a second or third series, but obviously Doctor Who's had many, many series. <laughs> but yeah, Saturday for me, when I was in my 20s, when I would, you know, when you would go out for a night out, it'd be like you'd you'd watch Doctor Who while you're, you're getting ready to go out. It was part of that routine. Yeah, yeah, and for me, it was Saturday, so it was the weekend, mm. no school, and you really, look, it was after the after the um, football results, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, great, you look forward to it. Let's actually talk about the official trailer. So some of this stuff we already saw in Jesus. the team. Yeah, and it also filled out some gaps. But we kind of guessed a lot of these gaps, didn't we? You did. Well, no, we did together because we guessed that Neil Patrick Harris was playing this a version of the Celestial Toymaker. Yeah. So if we're playing 60th anniversary Doctor Who bingo, you can scratch off a first Doctor villain, which is the Celestial Toymaker. Yep. So I think that's a nod to the William Hartnell era. Mm. This kind of makes me worried. We've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. And this official trailer has given me exactly what I thought it would give me. And that's why I'm worried. Because yes, we have that one square of the 60th anniversary bingo card scratched off. We have got the uh, something to do with the first Doctor. What else was there? Other than unit, which you could say third doctor, fourth doctor, you know, that whole, what was it? Three, four, five, like all of those doctors have something to do with unit. Kate Lethbridge-Stewart is a square for 11 and 12. Mm. But also her dad's connected all the way back to the second doctor. So you could also scratch off, you know, the second doctor for that. My problem here is that that's fine for easter eggs if you're an uber fan but where's the celebration of all of the 60 years of doctor who yeah i i agree for me watching it it was a trailer from my standpoint it looked like a trailer that was a reboot for tenants who Mm. and on that score it was absolutely perfect Mm. it hit every note all the way through the doctor and donna together again off they go, jeopardy. But the thing is, I, I feel like you, there is no reference. Yes, you and I can get it because I, I've watched Doctor Who from the beginning, so it's not difficult for me to see what they're referen- referring to. But it's not what I'd expected. Mm. I had hoped that there would be something more, and that was what I was excited for. But this, to me, was just like a reboot of the Tenant Era Who. Mm. brilliant though it was for that it's not what I was expecting I'm going to open that up further actually and I'm going to say I agree with everything you have just said and I want to add something else into the mix as well which is the 50th which we will be reviewing later in the year in November we're going to review the 50th episode again for me the 50th was a celebration of new who with Mm. 
some passing references to what had gone before. And the war doctor squeezed out any opportunity of having any other doctors involved. Mm. You had this new character that was created out of nowhere. Now, look, I'm going to go on record and say, I think the war doctor is great. Being able to get John Hurt in that role was just amazing. And he just, well, he was great in everything he ever did. So having him in it was exceptional. But really, what these celebration episodes are about is they're about celebrating the whole, all of it, not just some of the parts that have been extremely popular. It's about all of the parts Mm. that have been extremely popular. I think the way you want to look at an anniversary special is that it's just a greatest hits, a victory lap, a success. Say, wow, we have done so well. We have hit another milestone. And that's really what people are really expecting. They're expecting to see and have callbacks and see characters. And it's just a bit of fun. That's what I was hoping for. My complaint about this is that I don't feel we're going to get that. Really? And I'm going to put something in. How cool would it have been if the centenary special had actually been the 60th? Because you and I both have issues around the 13th Doctor. No issues around Jodie Whittaker, just issues around the 13th Doctor. How much better would it have been if that had been the special, because it ticked all the boxes. Yeah. It ticked the boxes in terms of companions. It ticked the boxes in terms that there were a lot of old doctors in it. It did what it needed to do. Yeah. And then we had three festive specials with David Tennant. Because at the end of the centenary special, mm. which would have been the 60th, the 13th Doctor regenerates into the 14th Doctor, who is paid by David Tennant. And then at the end, we would get, you know, the crawl across, which would be we're going to have a special episode Christmas Eve, a special episode Christmas Day and another episode New Year's Day. And then the 14th Doctor, David Tennant, is going to regenerate into Shooty Gatwell, the 15th Doctor. That would have been every Whovian's Christmas come at once. Absolutely. It would have been incredible to have those three festive episodes drop in like that. After all the hoo-ha with the centenary, with the 60th, it would have been like, yeah, and we've got more Doctor Who to come. And it would have bridged a little bit of the gap between when Shuti Gatwa's series is going to come out in spring 2024. I think it just would have been fun. And you, you could have gone fully in to it all being about the David Tennant Doctor and not having to do any nods or anyone feeling shortchanged because their favourite Doctor wasn't referenced. We would have tidied all that up in the 60th and this one would have just been just about the Doctor Donna, just about wrapping up those loose ends and giving Donna a happy ending that she deserved. But that's not what we're going to get. And look, let's not pretend that everything that we are seeing in this trailer is everything that's going to be in. I'm sure there are going to be lots of things that are going to blow our socks off and we're going to be like, how did they keep this under their hats? And we're going to enjoy it, undoubtedly. Of course. As it stands, the central question is, how much of this is about Doctor Who and how much of this is about the 10th Doctor? That's That's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. So we've talked a little bit about the con there for us. I've still got that niggle 
Well, no, it's more than that now. I still think, I know you think that seeing Shooty at the end, because you thought, yeah, he is the Doctor, but I'm so worried that there were so many people that fell off the cliff Mm. when Tennant left Doctor Who. Let's get into that, because people left not only with David Tennant, but a lot of people left with David Tennant. A lot of people left with Matt Smith. They did. I mean, Matt Smith wasn't as popular as Doctor Who, but he was... See, I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it. This is ridiculous. What are you doing? I was talking about the Teds and I called him Doctor Who. I mean, I I think the problem you've got is that David Tennant is now so synonymous with Doctor Who that it is a big problem because of the number of fans that that David Tennant has as Doctor Who. Mm. Well, it was the same thing with, I would say, Tom Baker and the fourth Doctor. True. His Doctor became the international face of Doctor Who. Mm. You know, even in The Simpsons, when Doctor Who was referenced in the past, it was always as the Tom Baker character. I think it's wonderful that you have these amazing actors who are able to embody the role the way that they can. However, the flip side of that is that maybe it's too much embodying and it kind of stagnates around this one image. Exactly. And I would say David Tennant has taken over from Tom Baker. Mm. Oh, yeah, clearly. But going back to what you were saying, just circling back, when you were saying about how many people departed the TARDIS. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think, and we have said this before. You can listen to many of our other podcasts talking about this, where we basically said that we feel it's being set up for failure. Not intentionally. Oh, no. But unintentionally, because I think the enthusiasm towards David Tennant is going to be so high. Absolutely. Because he is incredible. He's an incredible actor. He has done so many different roles. He is a powerhouse of an actor. And we are lucky to have him, you know. And the fact that he did Doctor Who, I mean, he's just incredible. He is. And rightly so. He is a much beloved, the most beloved Doctor. Because he's so good. And so none of this is is hate towards David Tennant. Oh, no, we love David Tennant. We love David Tennant. And we love David Tennant as the Doctor. And we, yeah, we love David Tennant as the Doctor. But I think when you have somebody who is so intrinsically linked to... A character. Yeah. And then somebody new comes along and is trying to embody it in the way Shuti Gatwa is, it's, you're going to have a drop-off. It's going to happen. And I'm worried it's going to be seen as a failure because of it. It kind of doesn't give the new person much of a chance, does it? No. They're going to be going against an enormous headwind even before they've started. So that's a little bit of a con that we had. But let's talk about some pros, some things we liked. For me, the thing that I liked the most was the relationship between the Doctor and Donna. It feels like no time has passed between them and their chemistry the chemistry between David Tennant and Catherine Tate is incredible it was seamless really it was as if you know they'd had a a summer break and they were back on again yeah it was it was that good so good and their characterizations Donna's characterization I was just right back there yeah I'm really interested in finding out what has happened to Donna since she departed the TARDIS. 
Because from the look of the trailer and the things that she said, it seems as if she does have some... Residual memory. Yeah, exactly, of what she might have lost. It will be interesting to see how her memory loss has actually affected her life and what that will mean going forward, because it's clear she obviously does get her memory back. Mm. That's a, that's not a spoiler, that's in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I'm just so excited to see. They're a dream team, I would say. Mm. And it's going to be so cool to see them back in action together. While we're on the subject of memory loss, there was that line in the trailer where the doctor said, I've got a memory coming back. So does that kind of mean that the doctor is also suffering from memory loss? I hadn't thought of that. No, I hadn't. I just assumed it was that he had so many enemies. Mm, not a lot of friends. And yeah, not a lot. And, and he hadn't encountered that one for a long time. Yeah. But perhaps he just. Yeah, I don't know. What was the uh, just just going back to the celestial toy maker a minute? And this is another square. I think you might be able to tick off your bingo card. Was his tuxedo look in reference to Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor's tuxedo, in Let's Kill Hitler? Oh, yeah. And at Amy and Roy's wedding. And at their wedding, yes. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Is that what that's a reference to? I mean, at least it's not a fez. Oh, God. (laughs) Obviously, another pro is that Gemma Redgrave is returning as Kate Lethbridge-Stewart. However, my con in that was, we know who she is. You do not need to shout her name all the time. No. <laughs> and like, the casual viewer, will they even care? Will they know who Lethbridge-Stewart was? No. Will they know what any of this is? No. <laughs> so just for the fans, you don't need to shout her name all the time. Mm-hmm. We know who she is. She knows who she is. But I also liked the fact that Unit have a really, really shiny building in central London. Yeah, the shiny building. That's the new one. Because I, I, I always thought they were, Unit was sort of somewhere like um, Salisbury Plain or somewhere out in the middle of nowhere in some sort of field with an airstrip. I didn't think they were in the middle of London. Well, they were also in the Tower of London. They were. I'd forgotten that. Mm, that's true. But uh, the thing I liked about... The, the building in central London, was the fact that it's given it a kind of MI6 feel. Yeah. Because unlike Torchwood, Unit is meant to be known. It's not an undercover organisation. No, it's a publicly funded... Yeah, it's governmentally funded, because yeah. we know in the 12th Doctor era, they had their funding cut. Yeah, that's right. And in the 13th Doctor era, it was cut again. Yeah. So, yeah, so they are, they are civil servants. Mm. And so I liked the fact... They've obviously had some budget put in to them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like... Because it make, it doesn't make sense that Torchwood had that massive building, even though they're meant to be on the down low. Mm. But that Unit didn't... Unit was kind of hiding in the Tower of London. Yeah. That, to me, never made any sense. It should have been the other way around. Yeah, and they were obviously always military, weren't they? Yeah, they're a military organisation. Yeah. So that was great. I also always love Kate's girl boss suits Mm -hmm. i think she's got a nice girl boss suit here i like it so it'll be really cool to see her back again and obviously she knows the face of the 10th doctor because of the 50th anniversary Mm. so yeah 
she already knows them. So that was another pro that we had. I loved Meep. I love that bit when, when she finds him. Yeah, so, so there's cute. the Martian in the shed. <laughs> well, I wonder if that's going to be a whole comedy skit where they're trying to keep the Doctor away from Donna and Donna from seeing the Doctor. Then she goes upstairs to her kid's bedroom. There's a Martian there. Yeah. I wonder if that's the whole thing. That I really liked. Me too. I like the fact that it rose. The daughter obviously brings Meep into the home. Mm. So that gives her something to do. We've spoken how we don't feel like it's 60th. But if we're looking at it just for what it was, I like that. Now, it kind of ended on a Debbie Downer. Because it foreshadowed the potential death of Donna Noble. Mm. Let's talk about what it would mean for the series to go there. For me, I don't think Russell T. Davis will do this because he uses death as the symbolic thing. So, for instance, in the lead up to Rose Tyler leaving the series, there was a lot of mentions of her death and how she was going to die. Mm. And she didn't die. It was a symbolic death. Mm. She died on paper. Rose Tyler in the universe in which she originally existed is dead on paper. Mm. Then she went to the parallel universe where she lives this other life. But she did not, in fact, fall. She did not die. Mm. It's a symbolic death that is often used in his writing, not a real one. And we kind of had that before with Donna. Donna has already died once. A version of Donna, the one who travelled with the Doctor, with the erasure of her memories, never existed, stopped existing and Mm. died. So we've already had that once. And I think there's two ways to look at it. Either whatever he's done to her memory might not last, so she might forget all this again, Mm. or she might actually be in danger and die. But I honestly don't think that Russell T Davis would bring back an iconic character and then do such a clickbaity thing as to kill, kill her off in these three specials. I just don't think he would do that. And I'll tell you why. Because of the ramifications of doing that, Mm. of taking a beloved character and then allowing the audience to spend time with them again, giving their memories back and then killing them off. Mm. Just because you need a splash, you need headlines, you want to get social media buzz. I just don't think that that is going to happen. It wouldn't be popular. I also think that it would put Doctor Who in such a bad place. Because it would mean that, like a lot of shows that went down this avenue, they're killing someone or they're going down for a certain storyline or they're going down a path just because they want people to be talking about it on social media. Mm. Not because it's a good story, not because it makes logical sense, not because it fulfills a character arc, but because they want somebody somewhere to tweet about it. Or mm. is it X? Is it? Would it be Xing? Yeah. <laughs> Xing. Xing? <laughs> they want somebody to make a TikTok about it somewhere. And for me, that's kind of that is the ultimate death of, of these shows. When you're pandering to somebody yeah. out there who might make a TikTok video about it and that might go viral. And that's all this is about. And I just don't think they're going to go down that road. I think that they've just raised that spectre. But I think 
also I wonder if the doctor is maybe counseling her saying you know like you've got a husband you've got your mum you've got your granddad you've got Mm. your daughter you know it went bad last time it might go bad again Mm. what do you think cynically I think there's there's no likelihood that that he will kill Donna off because it probably he might want to use them again to reboot something I have to say, I 100% enjoyed the trailer for what it was. It was a good trailer and it was really enjoyable to see those two characters back together again. I loved it. I completely agree. I mean, maybe it showed a little bit too much, if I'm honest. Do you think so? I think you got way too much plot from it, really. Probably you got a lot of plot from the first episode and a little bit from the second one. Mm. I think the first episode is going to be Meep, Donna the Doctor and then the second episode I think is going to be Neil Patrick Harris Mm. I could be wrong but yeah I think it's going to go that way I think you're right I think that's the setup there's a lot we haven't seen because I for instance saw the fact that they were filming in what appeared to be the 1920s or the 1930s in Bristol so that wasn't in the trailer which means that we've got a lot more to come, which is really exciting. And yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything else you can really say about it other than it did the job it was meant to do. Yes, we have some feelings about it being the 60th anniversary, but we've kind of dealt with that. We're really excited to see the Doctor and Donna back together. I'm really excited to see Donna's life outside of the TARDIS. We like seeing Unit back and... I do want to add one thing. Okay. I really hate that accent that Neil Patrick Harris is doing. Yeah, why did he do that? He's got such a great voice when he speaks in his own voice. And he can do a lot of accents, but it just felt so like, I don't know, it feels like it's coming from a different genre. Because I think, unlike Old Who, where there used to be a lot of performers who would give quite a large performance, kind of overblown. They knew they were doing sci-fi, so they really leaned into it. Whereas I would say the last couple of years in Doctor Who, it's been much more naturalistic and less... Hammy? Hammy, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And Neil Patrick Harris is definitely coming. He's coming, he's going to obliterate all of the wood. He's going to turn it into sawdust. Have you got anything else to add? Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Is that adding it though? Or have we said that basically like five All the times? Way yeah. <laughs> we are excited. And please. And I want to just go out on this. I want to say we had that moment in the 50th anniversary when. Peter Cloudy turned up and he did his eyebrow thing and you immediately thought, that's the Doctor. Well, that happened for me again when Shita Gatwa turned up at the end of this and he opened his eyes and I was like, that is the Doctor. Stop coming back, stop coming back.